This morning's reading is from Romans chapter 15, starting at verse 1, and can be found on page 1141. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbours for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will have hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lovely. Thanks, Emily. Let's pray together. Father, we pray that you would speak to us this morning. Help us to understand uh, just this one verse, actually in verse 13, uh, wisely and rightly, and to live it out with our lives, we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen. Uh, so just to say, we're going to look at just verse 13 this morning. So if you've got your Bible, church Bibles there, it's page 1142. Or uh, do take the card that we have, our verse for the year card. Um, uh, that's all we're going to be looking at this morning. This evening, um, I'm going to preach on the rest of chapter uh, 15, 1 to 13. So we're going to put the, this morning's verse in a wider context. And uh, so do... Uh, uh, come in online or uh, um, uh, come back here in the building later on. But we're thinking about overflowing, overflowing with hope. And as it says just in the, towards the end of verse 13, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're all familiar with things overflowing, aren't we? Uh, maybe, you know, you're filling up a watering can from the hose pipe and it gets pretty full, but you don't quite get back to the tap in time, it overflows. Maybe this Christmas time, you've uh, poured a fizzy drink into a glass, been a bit enthusiastic, it overflows, or a beer, it overflows, and who, who hasn't mopped up uh, uh, at some time or other, mopped up an overflowing drink and so on. And uh, uh, we're very familiar with things overflowing, but how about, as we're thinking this morning, overflowing with hope, overflowing with hope. How, how about having just so much hope that it spills out to those around you so that it overflows to those in our community? How about with us as a church, for instance, if we were known for being a, a bunch of people who had so much hope that actually all the folks around us 
say, that Bishop Hennington Church, they've just, they've got so much hope, haven't they? Now, how about that as a goal for 2022? And it's in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. But what is hope? What is hope? And what do we mean by hope? Spence said earlier on, you you might be hoping for chips later on. I think actually quite often when we think of hope, when we say, when we use the word hope, we're using it in a rather uh, worrying kind of way. Look, I do hope it's going to be all right. Or I hope you have a good journey. Or uh, you might be thinking, oh, I hope you don't get Omicron and, and all the rest of it. But for Christians, hope is very, very different from that. As God's people here, our hope is entirely different, as Ben explained earlier on. Hope is actually being positive about the future. Hope is being confident about the future. Hope for Christians is looking forward to a, a great and a wonderful future. Hope is smiling about the future, if you're a Christian believer. The trouble is, hope is a bit of a Cinderella, it seems to me, especially in the Christian church, and, uh, well, certainly in my lifetime. Uh, it's almost as if hope hasn't been allowed to join in very much. But actually, we want to say, we want to put hope where it should be. And in 2022, here at this church, we're going to, we want to overflow with hope. As C.S. Lewis, he wrote this once, hope is one of the theological virtues. This means that a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not, as some modern people think, a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do. It is not, it does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you'll find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. All left their mark on earth precisely because their minds were preoccupied with heaven. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they've become so ineffective in this. Aim at heaven though. And you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you'll get neither. That was C.S. Lewis. And if we're going to overflow with hope, it, we become a rather attractive community. It was Catherine Booth, who was the, the wife of the, founder, the, of the founder of the Salvation Army. Uh, she had pretty poor health throughout her life. When she got to 60, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the next... Um, a couple of years, her health declined. And then just before she died, she sent this message to all the members of the Salvation Army. And she said this, the waters are rising, but so am I. I'm not going under, but over. And is that positive approach to the future, isn't it? Which is uh, something which is infectious and encouraging for other people. And it says we, as a community of believers, not just individuals, but as a community of believers, overflow with hope. That I think more and more people will see and be attracted to us, and we will help and encourage one another. It's one of those things that it's a virtuous circle going in an upward direction. That's what hope is about. But where does it come from? And how can we actually overflow with hope? Well, at the start of this verse, it says, may the God of hope, that is that our God is the source of hope and the goal of hope, or if you like, the, uh, the origin and the object of hope. As someone has wrote, he who inspires hope imparts it to his children. So hope and the hope that we have 
all depends on our great God. And if we're going to be a people who overflow with hope in 2022, that will be because God is at work amongst us today, this week, this year, and beyond, and so on. So there are three things. First thing to say is this. Trust in the God of hope. Look at verse 13 again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. As you trust in him. Now, um, uh, this is really significant and really important. I'm sure I've said this before. Uh, you have uh, heard of the, the lecturer who came into a lecture theatre. There was a table in the front. He put a bucket on the table. And then he got some big rocks out and put them in the, in the bucket. And he said to his students, is the bucket full? And they said, yeah, it looks full to us. So he got out some gravel and he poured the gravel into the bucket right up to the top. And they said, is the bucket full now? And they they said, yeah, can't get any more in. So he got some sand and he poured that into the bucket, filling up the gaps between the bits of gravel. He said, is it full now? And they said, absolutely full. So he got some water and poured that in as well. And then he said, so so what's this about? Why have I done this this morning? And uh, and then one or two of them said, well, you, you know, you can always fit more in. No, he said, actually, the reason I told you this morning is in life, you've got to put your big rocks in first. And for all of us in 2022, let's put the big rocks in first. And the big, big rock here is this, as you trust in him. This verse falls apart if we do not trust in God. It really does fall apart. It means nothing. It won't happen. We will never overflow with hope unless we put the big rock in first for 2022 and beyond. And we trust in the God of hope. This is the foundation. This is the big rock. Trust in him. And that is our decision. That is our choice every day. That we're going to do that. So, for instance, we decided to trust in the God of hope when we first became Christians. You may have drifted into becoming a Christian. You may have been brought up with it. But when you came to that point when you realized you were, you were following Jesus, or maybe that crisis point when you said, I really do want to follow Jesus. That point was the point where we said, yep, I'm going to trust in him. And every morning when we wake up, we should be saying, today, Lord Jesus, it looks a rubbish day. It looks a horrible day, especially in the light of what happened this week or whatever. This is bad and difficult times, but I'm going to trust in you. That is my decision. And living as a Christian is making that decision every day. Maybe moment by moment. Maybe when something comes through the post or you see something on the internet, you're saying, Lord, I'm going to trust in you now. Or maybe when you hear some news that you think, oh, that's just dreadful. Pray, Lord, that the Christians in that situation would be trusting you and you would use this time to help other people to trust in you as well. It's an everyday commodity, isn't it? Trust. You trusted the Lord at about two minutes to ten this morning. When you sat down on the chair you're sitting on. You trusted that that chair actually is going to take your weight. It's not going to collapse. You're not going to be embarrassed falling on the floor. We trust the Lord when we get out in the car that the brakes will stop us the next time we need to stop. We trust, for instance, our cheese manufacturers that they haven't sort of left any E. coli in it, in the cheese. So they've done their, 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 their work properly in terms of uh, uh, sorting out and so on. And as we look into 2022, 
we're going to have to trust the Lord, for instance, over this Omicron variant. That it will run its course, that we will survive it. We will trust the Lord, maybe for exams that we're facing this year, and that we'll be calm and do our best. We'll trust the Lord that maybe someone's going to look positively on a job application that we're making this year. We'll trust the Lord that we will be held close to him in our bereavement. We're going to trust the Lord uh, as we uh, uh, pray for those who we've been praying for, maybe weeks and months and years, that they would turn to Christ too. We trust the Lord that we would make wise decisions about maybe when it's right to move to a care home, for instance. That's a really difficult decision. Uh, trust the Lord if we're going to try for another child, for the wisdom for that. Trust the Lord if we're moving to another part of the country or to for a, perhaps for a rather tempting job offer or whatever it would be. There are all sorts of situations every day, every week, every month through this coming year when we need to trust the Lord. And Christianity is all about trusting God, isn't it? Afresh, every morning, put the rocks in first. With our lives now, with our eternities, with our future, we trust the Lord. And we keep on doing it every day. Every day. So for 22, we'll put our big rocks in first. And trusting the Lord is the biggest of big rocks, isn't it? To reaffirm That, Lord, I'm struggling, but I still do trust you as we trust in the God of hope. That he is there, that he loves us. He's going to look after us, whatever. Whatever the story is for this coming year, our God of hope. And then also, trust in the God of hope. And then, you see what it says in verse 13? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him. So you trust him, and then you trust him that he will be filling you with joy and peace as you do so. And that's our second point. So be filled with joy and peace. Have you noticed uh, uh, the fruit of the Spirit here? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and so on. But love, joy, peace. So we're saying here, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. We'll look at how he does that in in our third point. It's through the Spirit, isn't it? But look at the little words here in verse 13. Have a look at the little words there. So, uh, fill you all and. So just have a look at those. May the God of hope fill you. Fill you with all joy and peace. Not uh, kind of half full and not kind of, um, do you get, have you got one of those little kind of funny spray things so that you don't, uh, you know, if you've got something like an orchid at home, this is very hove, isn't it? If you've got an orchid at home, you spray it very, very gently, you don't douse it with water. It's an orchid, you've got to treat it properly. I think that, is that the way you do it? Anna doesn't know either, no. But <laughs> no, we've got some orchids at home. We know how to do it. And uh, uh, so, so what we do is we look after them. And so, but we're not talking about that when it comes to hope. We're not just a little atomizing spray. No, and, we're, and, we're, and, it's, not, uh, and it's not just half full. It says, um, fill you. Fill you with all joy and hope. So, so we're not just dampened by it. No, fill you with joy and hope. No, God intends to, to fill us. Fill us with joy and peace as we trust in him. And it's you. You. 
So as he wrote this to the church in Rome, these Roman Christians, he would have no doubt been thinking, I want every single person in the church in Rome to be filled with all joy and peace as they trust in him. So it's not just the keen ones. It's not just those who come twice on a Sunday. No, no. It's not just those who go along to small group. It's not just those who had their quiet time this morning. It's not just of those who prayed before they came to church. It'd be rather good this morning. No. This is talking about every single person here. Every single person joining us online, whether you're at BH or another church, or you've never come online to another our, our online service or our live streams. You, whoever you are, whatever situation you're in, whatever you're facing, whatever the struggles, whatever the joys of this life, you, all. Uh, It says here, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. All joy and peace. All the joy and peace that God can give you. So much joy and peace that you will overflow with that. So much joy and peace that you can't have any more joy or peace for this moment in this life now. Um, And, so it's not peace but no joy, or joy but no peace. It's both. I think sometimes we tend to think, oh, they're a really peaceful person, but they don't have much joy because it's a personality thing. Or they're really joyful because they bounce around, they're a bit of a Tigger type person, and they're not very peaceful. They're hard work to be with, to be honest. No, it's not like that, is it? This is saying, let's understand what these things are. There's a peace in our hearts because we're trusting the Lord and we know it's going to be okay. And more than that, as well as all peace, it's all joy because we're whatever we're facing, God will fill us with the fact it's going to be all right. And in the end, we're going to be there with him for all eternity, joined up with all our friends and Christian friends and neighbors and family and all the rest of it. Sometimes little words are really rather important in scripture, aren't they? Have a look at the little words in verse 13 here. And also note, it's passive. That's not saying that we fill ourselves with joy and peace, no. All we have to do is you trust the Lord, and as you do so, through the hard times, through the joyful times, and at all times, whatever comes, whatever comes our way, It is as we trust him, he will fill us. He does the filling with all joy and peace. Joy is the feeling of grinning inside. Blaise Pascal discovered joy in the 17th century. In fact, precisely on the 23rd of November, 1654. Because that's the day he got converted. And two hours later, he wrote this in his diary. Joy, 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 tears of joy. And then many other words describing how he felt. And you know, he then tore that little bit of paper out of his diary. uh, And he kept it for the rest of his life. And he actually sewed it into the lining of one of his coats. So it was there. So he'd remember. He didn't need to read it. He knew what it said. Joy, 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 tears of joy. And his sister remarked after his conversion that he was uh, uh, 
she was uh, very fond of talking about his, quotes, new effervescence. How about a new effervescence for, uh, for BH in 2022? Wouldn't that be great? So we do need to pray for one another. Have you noticed that this verse 13 is a prayer? It's a prayer that we can pray for each other. It's a prayer that we can think, why not just go home today or now? Remember the people sitting around you. Who's on your row? Who are the people sitting in front of you? Who can you see now? Or why not pray for those people every day this week, this prayer? Lord, pray for X, Y, Z, that the God of hope, that you would fill X, Y, Z with all joy and, and peace as he stroke she trusts in you. So that he stroke she may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What a good thing to pray for each other. Why not do that quietly now for the, uh, the head in front of you? You may not know who they are. Why not pray for those two or three people uh, in front of you now that you can see. Maybe just the back of their heads, but pray for them that this will be true for them. So trust in the God of hope, be filled with all joy and peace, and uh, be enabled by the Holy Spirit. So he's saying, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, A guy called Leon Morris wrote Bible commentaries. He said this, the believer's experience of hope is always connected with the Holy Spirit and never a personal achievement of their own. So overflowing with hope is God's work in our lives as we trust in him. We trust him. He will bring that joy and that peace and he will help us to overflow with hope. He will enable us to do that. Others will see what hope we have. So those around us, those outside of here, will see the hope that we have as well. That's why, for instance, we're not going to have coffee today because we want to encourage people to go outside and talk because of the COVID thing. But actually, coffee is really important. It's really important to talk, isn't it? Because it's at those points when our hope overflows and we talk to people. In our small groups, whether we're in Zoom or whatever, um, our hope overflows, doesn't it? When you talk about it, you express, you explain, you pray for each other, and our hope overflows in those kind of situations. Um, You know, when if I know, for instance, that you're... Uh, you've been struggling a bit financially, but you still want to give to the Christmas appeal, your hope, your focus, actually overflows and encourages me. Uh, when you're so calm in the face of an unjust legal case against you, they're overflowing with hope there, the joy and the peace and the hope that the Lord gives. So we pray for ourselves and we pray for each other. And we pray throughout 22 that God would do his work by his spirit in our lives, helping us to trust him, filling us with joy and peace, and then overflowing to one another and to those beyond the walls, beyond the bounds of this church family. When I was a small boy, my dad, a very small boy, my dad and grandpa built a paddling pool in our back garden. And uh, our, our back garden in Bromley used to slope up gently away from the house. And they built it about halfway up on the right-hand side. Um, they dug it out, first of all. It was a very big, it was about 10, 10 feet square, which to a 
two-year-old is very big indeed, isn't it? And uh, with paving slabs around the outside, so you can sit and dangle your feet in the freezing cold water, um, and then the rest of it was made out of paving slabs with some kind of uh, waterproofing as well. Um, it had a little um, a drain hole in the bottom, uh, and the drain hole came out just on the house side of the paddling pool, so you'd, uh, at, and just slightly lower than the bottom of it. You'd, uh, we would attach a hose to it to fill it up, uh, and then use the hose to uh, empty it after we'd finished. Now, when the hose filled it up, the water came up through the plug hole, and it used to just kind of bubble up. Uh, and then when it was getting near full, uh, the bubbling up was uh, is hardly noticeable because there's a lot of water going into that paddling pool. Hardly noticeable, but actually it was doing its work, filling it up. And then if you didn't turn off the tap, it overflowed and then gradually uh, uh, seeped down the garden as it did so. In 2022, don't turn off the tap. The tap is our relationship with the Lord's. The tap is the fact that we're trusting him each day. And as we do that, we will, as it says here, fill you with all joy and peace. God of hope will fill us with all joy and peace as we trust him. And then keep the tap turned on. We will overflow with hope. Which will be a glorious thing for one another here to see that. It'd be a glorious thing for our community to see and hear of that as well. Let's do that this year. And I'm going to turn, as I finish now, verse 13 into a prayer for each of us. So let's pray. Father, please, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in you so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.